0: It's a windy day here in Peru. It's a windy day for me and you. The wind is blowing, the chimes are singing. Wind, 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 windy, wind, wind. When the winds of change they're blowing, everybody sits around because they're knowing that times they are a changing. Yeah. Thanks, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Whoa. Thank you. I don't even. Never really listened to Bob Dylan. I saw him once at it's 2007, Austin, Texas. Austin City Limits Music Festival, and he sang like this. He was the headliner on Sunday night. And all the old hippies were like, Yeah. And all the young, all us youngins were like, huh? What?
1: Was that an exaggeration or is that, <laughs> no, that actually what he sounded like? pretty much what he like?
0: sounded like, yeah. <laughs> He's best... blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> the previous night, I think it was Muse. Mm. And Muse, they were like in their prime in 2007 and they put on a show, man. Muse used it was, to be awesome. Yeah, they were like just an explosive power concert. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, you got to see Muse live. Yeah. What was your favorite concert you ever saw live, or your favorite band you saw live?
0: Uh, Metallica, nineteen ninety one, Moscow, on YouTube. On YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> recently. <laughs> uh, besides that, probably, uh, probably Radiohead. I saw them in like two thousand one in at Red Rocks Amphitheater in Denver. Oh, that was awesome! Like this Rock Valley, it was so cool, man. Oh. And Bjork opened for Radiohead. And Radiohead, that was right after Kid A came out. And it was incredible. It was so incredible. That was, yeah, that was probably the best one.
1: That would be an epic, yeah. That's like one of my, on my list of concerts I actually want to see. Radiohead.
0: Yeah, totally worth it. Second best, maybe uh, Tupac Hologram, Coachella, 2012. With Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Snoop and Dre. That was fun. What about you? Hmm. I saw Incubus
1: Live and I loved Incubus oh, yeah, Live. Me too. They were awesome. Um but Cake played uh before them. Oh yeah. And Cake did an amazing job. Yeah. Surprisingly, I, I wasn't like a big fan of Cake or anything and saw them play.
0: Some bands are just have it when they're live, you know?
1: They're awesome. Poison was my favorite.
0: Poison, yeah. wow. There's an eighties hair it's band. Eighties hair
1: band, yeah. They were headlining for or not headlining, they were uh Right before Motley Crue. Motley Crue was the big show of the night, which I didn't really enjoy. I wasn't a fan of Motley Crue, but Poison was awesome. Wow, cool. And Poison was super cool.
0: Incubus, man. Like, there's some bands that I was so into when I was a teenager, early 20s. Incubus and Dave Matthews, man, were like my bands, right? And then oh, yeah. And Sublime. Sublime, And then yep. I just stopped. One day, I just didn't listen to They just just no longer, for whatever reason, I just didn't listen anymore at all. Like of any of the three? No. Huh. And recently kind of like listened to Sublime again. It was nice. But yeah, it was Sublime. It was like, I'd play that record, their last one, uh, just over every day, over and over again. Uh, And Incubus too. A decade ago, I never thought I would be a 23 on the verge of (laughs) something. Pardon me while I burn. My favorite one was um, When It Comes. It comes unannounced and it feels, it feels like uh, trading brains with with an an imbecile, imbecile.
1: for real.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they, uh, I guess a lot of these bands, they sang to my, whatever my experience was at the time, my angst or my, uh, Dave Matthews band too, I was so into Dave Matthews, but they put on a good live show. And then all of a sudden, I, they started releasing albums, and I was like, ugh, stupid. They,
1: they all kind of turned
0: poppy. That's they the issue. Like, yeah, like poppy, bluegrassy, kind of weird. But they're, when they were into heroin, their music was so good. Of course. Like their 90s albums. Of course. Under the Table and Dreaming. and Under the Table Dreaming. That album was so. I did like a. In English class, we had to do like a. An analyze a song, and I analyzed the song uh, Satellite. Satellite. Oh, nice. Satellite. And like had to, you know, have a, give it a meaning. And my conclusion was it didn't really mean anything. It was just like he threw some words together.
1: <laughs> I have a correction. My favorite band I ever saw live was Portugal the Man. Oh, cool. In Maryland, Silver Spring, Maryland. That was the coolest show. And this was back when they were not as popular. And so it was a pretty small show. I mean, there's probably like 150 people there.
0: Wow, that's Got
1: nice. Got right up... We were right in front of the stage. Yeah. Super awesome setup on the stage. Their stage performance was just... You know people who have, like, that magnetism? Yeah. Their whole crew, their whole band had that magnetism. Yeah. Like, you'd, want you'd like, watch the lead singer, then you'd watch the drummer, then you'd watch the bassist, and you'd just be like, whoa, these guys are
0: tuned in, man. And you wonder, yeah, like... Why they didn't become so big, you know, They're huge of- now.
1: Oh, they are? They're huge. Oh, right. On Spotify, their their biggest song has over a billion plays. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm out of touch. Uh Feel It Still and So Young. Huh. But again, they, they like they had this really great phase where it was kind of like the Beatles. They like mm-hmm. they had a sound like the Beatles. It was really kind of emotional mm-hmm. and like pulled you into these worlds. Like they have this song called Sleep Forever. And like the chorus is like I just wanna sleep forever Never see tomorrow Lead or follow And it's just this, like, dreamy, psychedelic music. Super beautiful stuff. And then they got signed by, like, a big record label and all their stuff turned poppy. They got a deal with, like, Taco Bell. And I just... All their their music took a shit. Ah, and just all went yeah, south. Yeah, that
0: happens. That happened with, um... Uh, I can't think of this they're like the biggest band right now one of them Um, the black keys Like before they were huge. They were so cool. And then some I have friends that still love them But it's just kind of predictable kind of poppy rock Yeah, what was the first concert you ever went to do you remember?
1: Uh, I went to a lot of Classical concerts with my mom as a kid.
0: Oh like symphony like symphony. Uh, (laughs) Yeah
1: a lot because she worked for the symphony, so she'd get free tickets all the time, and we'd just go, and, like, the Nutcracker was, like, <laughs> like a family favorite. Wow. I wasn't allowed to listen to anything other than classical music for the longest—I mean, I was probably, like, eight when I discovered the oldies. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God, this music's so good. I love the so oldies. So you went from,
0: like, 1800s music to, like, 1950s?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. And I remember I got caught listening to the oldies and got in big trouble. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. And then uh, I got gifted a radio for my birthday. And I remember it had, a, or like, a headphone slot, so I put my headphones in. And I'd listen to, like, FM radio when it was back with, I don't know, this was, like, like nine or ten so it was like um i think 50 cent was then but i would start listening Oh, it was like will smith was really popular at this time like getting jiggy with
0: it welcome to miami yeah
1: (laughs) so i'd like sneak and listen to these songs and then i'd record them on my own little personal cassette tape and play them for myself
0: i used to do that too oh that's funny man classical music's good for the brain though they say it uh
1: yeah, I'm hoping it, to see those results soon.
0: Oh, man, they're there. <laughs> My first concert was Phil Collins. Nice. My dad's, It was. I was six years old. It was 1986. It was the no jacket required tour. Phil Collins in his prime. My dad's date canceled on him, so he brought me. It was in the Los Angeles Forum, and uh, I fell asleep. <laughs> and, man, I wish I could go back and enjoy because right? Phil Collins in 86 was like epic he was the biggest star in the world you know and it was uh, all the best phil collins songs are from that album i can feel it coming in the air tonight that was a little bit but he, i know he played that all song right. yeah oh. <laughs> yeah yeah i love music i love concerts i wish Accents. we had more concerts here in Peru. there yeah uh you you can go to Lima and catch some like big names. You Metallica stuff like that. Well they'll play in Lima.
1: Freddie Mercury was playing in Pucalpa last time I was there. Really? <laughs> they had they had posters for Freddie Mercury all over Pucalpa.
0: But he died in like nineteen eighty. <laughs> some some imposter. Some, some,
1: <laughs> some Peruvian who really loves his songs. That's, is,
0: oh that's cool. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, well Lima gets um, I think the Rolling Stones were there a few years ago in lima so they get big concerts in lima there was who was coming through recently that i was talking to bernard about going to but uh i want to see metallica now i told you last week like i never liked metallica in the 90s like the black album came out and i had friends that are into it i thought it was just stupid and it was kind of like a lot of nerds liked it and i just didn't get it and then suddenly like two weeks ago uh you suggested that i listen to some like metal music when i was cleaning the house <laughs> and uh put on metallica and then all of a sudden i just like got it and the the music i was listening to like 80s metallica it's such brilliant music it's so amazing and then i like got into like looking up concerts on youtube and there was this concert in 1991 as as communism is falling but i don't think it had quite transitioned yet but they invited metallica Uh, And all these a few other metal bands, Metallica headlined, and it's to this day one of the biggest concerts in history. Over a million people in Moscow in this huge park, million. You you don't see the end of it, and they're just they're rocking out. And they were like, uh, they were so on their game, and the crowd. You, you know, this is just my story about it. But it just you could just see they're just releasing all this angst and anger of being in this oppressive, you know, environment. You know, All these young people They're just so into it And even the police They're still in their Red army gear And some of the police Were like Fuck it And they just like Threw off their hat And they got down You know It was so <laughs> crazy it was, And oh wow But yeah That really uh For a while I Last week I was just obsessively Listening to Minda Now I'm past it But
1: <laughs> But I, I think we have Those cycles of like Going into the music We love Like yeah. I was listening To Zeppelin the other day God I love Zeppelin Yeah Just like well so like zeppelin um nirvana yeah I've i have been like rocking me. out some nirvana yeah it just feels great there's like oh. one
0: baby to another says i'm lucky to match you <laughs> <laughs>
1: this will be our musical podcast we've, we've both sung on this podcast
0: <laughs> when nirvana came out with um nevermind that album there's some i forget which band it is but one of the big hair bands of the 80s it was kind of starting to fade the story is they like they listened to that album, and the singer was like, "We're done. that's it like <laughs> he was mind was blown, it was like, we're done. The, the, he, they've completely ruined like our version of rock and roll. it's just huh it it was it just it Nirvana brought a whole new way, and that you know influenced all the nineties rock for and, sure, like, this, and so many bands tried to do that, but um it was. It was a pivotal moment in rock and roll. Like, they, they just changed the game completely. And, uh, yeah, that's a great album, too. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to see them live. Nirvana? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Breaking Guitars. Oh, my God.
1: I'd love to see, like, Zeppelin live. Oh, Bob Marley live.
0: Oh, and I've been into Bob Marley a lot lately, too. I know oh. half those songs by heart.
1: If you watch watch his live set, one of his live sets where he's singing... Uh, sun is shining, or something like that, and he's just radiating energy, like just positive energy into the yeah. crowd, and you can see the whole crowd feels it. It it's gives just, me
0: goosebumps, man.
1: It's incredible. That man was on a different level yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah, man, he was. It's like a religious experience for watching sure. Watching him. Do you think they killed him? I don't. They I don't, killed Tubot.
1: <laughs> who? Who is they? They, k- they kill Biggie Smalls.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I watched um, his family. There was, like, a documentary, Marley, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. It came out, like, 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And his family, like, approved it. It was really well done. And, you know, the account there is that he had cancer. Mm-hmm. And they had footage from his last days. He went to Switzerland to try to get treatment. He was shriveled down to nothing, super skinny, uh, lost all his hair. Mm-hmm. And he just looked, looked like a shriveled old man, you know? And, you know, he might have been killed. Uh, there was attempts to kill him, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's that's a fact. But, um, you know, it, it is weird that these, uh, you know, is it weird or is it just luck that some of these big name kind of prophet-like people, like Terrence McKenna too, like brain cancer, Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Liver cancer. Liver cancer. But you know, with him, <clears throat> he did drink a lot. He, he party pretty hard. McKenna, you would you say? Well, some people say, yeah. Well, he's doing a bunch of psychedelics. But I don't know psychedelics. I feel like would help not get brain cancer. Mm. <laughs> but maybe he did him. He was doing it at levels that no one's ever done. You know, so yeah, maybe, for sure. maybe. John Lennon. <clears throat> John Lennon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, a guy who was speaking out against stuff, and then. Some dude came up and shot him. I mean, he was definitely shot in front of his apartment. Yeah. I went to that spot in New York. The building Yoko Ono still lived there. I don't know. Maybe she still does. Really? Yeah. There's like a guard there. You can. Ask, I asked him. It was like a lot of people were standing around. Like this. This is where he's like, yeah, right there. This guard was so jaded. Like, <laughs> but it's right by Central Park. Huh. Uh, right by this little part of Central Park they call Strawberry Fields. It's like after. The, it's like a Beatles memorial, John Lennon memorial. But yeah, maybe, man. Uh, JFK, them, just saying. Yeah, JFK was, you know, that's pretty clear. <laughs> uh, who else? Um,
1: Martin know, Luther those, King Jr. Some Junior? of
0: those rockers, like Jimi Hendrix, Morris Hendrix. They might have died from drugs. They were into drugs.
1: I mean, Hendrix was, yeah, heroin heavy, super heroin heavy. And but there were some. Odd, H- I mean, Hend- there were some oddities in his death, though. They they said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. He didn't work for the Clinton Foundation, did he?
1: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> did their birthday parties.
0: Oh man. What's going on in the world? What's uh what's going on in your world, man? Shoo.
1: Just uh <clears throat> Yeah. On a music kick. Yeah. For sure. I haven't been moving much. Been taking these anti parasite medications. Um which are healing me, but they're definitely quite trippy. So if I found, if I sound very trippy, tripped out today, it's because of parasite medication.
0: It's perfect. Man. Yeah.
1: It's been a strange month though. It's been a strange, and I've not, uh, you know, I've noticed it, not just with here in our local, very small circle of community, but just throughout the whole Valley, all over the world. A lot of people are saying they're noticing one, either they're getting sick, which I've seen a lot of people getting sick, And two, they're noticing a lot of bad thoughts or dark thoughts or uh, really challenging times. And uh, astrologically, we're going through like this really strong portal of negative energy. Um, And I'm not going to say it because my wife will say I said it wrong, but I'll just say, look at, no, I won't even try it because I don't even, there's a stellium in the sky And I can't remember what's doing what, but it's basically like Saturn, Neptune, and Mars are creating this super potent uh, vortex, basically. And it's like, it's going on for this whole month. And it should be ending within this week where the stellium will start breaking up or the planets will start moving away from each other. But um, yeah, it's definitely been an interesting month. And I've noticed like more people have been calling me about dealing with black magic attacks or brujo attacks or whatever during this whole week. Mm -hmm. And whether it's brujeria, which it has been in some of the cases that I've worked on, or it's what's happening, you know, astrologically, or it's this COVID demon thing that's floating around, which is super strange, which I know you have your own experience with now um twice actually you had this a similar experience
0: yeah R- really strange times yeah mm. in some ways i'm relieved that i'm not alone <laughs> yeah right Where a lot of us are going through this we're we're fighting through this thing yeah i mean earlier this week it was monday i uh just woke up feeling sick like flu-y body aches or maybe that was Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday I woke up that way. And kind of a little feverish and diarrhea and just felt bleh. And uh, I didn't think about COVID because I thought I had it like a month ago or two months ago, whenever that was. And, uh, but then, like, I was feeling a bit better physically, but I had this pulsating energy in my like solar plexus or kind of in between my stomach and my spine, like deep in there. Pulsating. And I just tuned into it, I was like, I know what this is. Because um I had a I've had this a few times and the first few times over the years, you know, since working with ayahuasca, working at Medicine Center, I didn't really have any story about or know what it was, but I just knew I needed to puke purge. So I'd, you know, either drink ayahuasca in the ceremony where we were working or drink tobacco with my teacher or myself and puke and feel better. And then it happened last year too, when we were in Berlin, I didn't have any medicine. And, um, I just knew, I just felt heavy and just like a cloud of over my awareness everything was just and i was just feeling shitty and i was being shitty and not pleasant to be around and the same pulsating energy so i called at that time this woman bettina who's in germany who i learned about from our friend bernard here and she's like basically an energy healer she works remotely and her whole thing is she connects with uh ash ashtar uh which I've looked up online. Astar is like some UFO or alien entity that people connect with benevolent entity. And she connects with that. And my first session with her, like a year ago when I did this, I was on the phone and I'm telling her what's going on. She's like, all right. She has this whole language. She's like, okay, I'm checking your blueprint. And it's very like technical. And she's like, Oh yeah, I see you have, um, that you have an." Uh, an entity, a parasitic entity attached to your solar plexus area. Um, It looks like, I think this one looked like a squid or something. I don't know. And she's like, yeah, uh, you know, this can happen. If you're kind of in a angry state or just kind of your mood's not in a good state, uh, you can pick these things up. They just feed off of that, you know? So maybe you were at the supermarket and you were angry about something and it jumped from someone or something, you know? I was like, all right. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to remove it now. And right before she says I'm going to remove it, I'm still feeling boo-boo-boo. And she's like, all right, I'm just removing it. Ten seconds it took. The pulsation just stopped. And she's like, okay, and now I'm just going to realign your chakras and your blah 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 And, like, as she's saying, I'm just feeling better and better and better. And then I'm like, just, like, black and white. It's Just, like, 30 seconds ago I felt like shit and this thing was blah-blah-blah. And now I feel... Amazing again. I forgot. Now I realize how bad I actually felt for the past week. Thank you so much. Sent her a PayPal. That was that. She's super sweet. And and so then, yeah, this week, it was like Wednesday night. I'm just like noticing. I'm like, yeah. Okay, I can drink tobacco, but I can't do that till Saturday because my wife is going uh, to Lima for a dentist. And I don't want to wait that long. Bettina. So it's like 11 p.m. I just text her. Because in Germany it's like 8 a.m. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to go to bed now, but I think I have a parasitic entity sucking on my solar plexus. (laughs) And I'm just like, if you can help me while I sleep, great. Thank you. And so I just sent the message, turned off the phone, and I'm laying in bed. I'm laying on my stomach. In about half an hour or so, I'm in this like in between sleep and awake state, you know, that state in between, which is where I see everything. That's where I've had the most, some of the most amazing experiences in terms of meeting plants and dream space. and But I'm in that in between sp- state, and all I can say is just like, I just felt this like energy come to me. It was like, voo, 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 voo. and it was like scanning me. I'm totally aware of the whole thing. And my mind is like, okay, that's Bettina. Like, I just felt benevolent. Or this is the, it's not Bettina, it's like the entity, the beings that she channels and works with. And they're scanning me, boop, 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 boop. And then I feel this jolt of energy, like I jumped in the bed. But it felt so good. But it also startled me a little bit. And the energy, I sensed, it could tell I was startled. It like pulled back. It was like, oh, sorry, sorry. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. And then it like left. And I was just like, it was gone. The pulsating was gone. I felt great. I was just like energized. I couldn't sleep. And uh, kind of was just like super excited and happy. Like I had this, you know, powerful experience. And the uh, next morning I turned my phone on and Bettina's like, yeah, it was a bit, bi- it wasn't on your solar plexus. It was on your, um, it was on your God cell between your solar plexus and your spine. Like, I guess in that system, there's like, you know, your God diamond cell. There's parts of you that connect to divine, to its source. And it was on that. And she said it was huge. It was, um, a mix between a bat and a manta ray and uh it was there and thankfully there's no discernible damage it's been removed i realign your chakras, and that's that and i was like oh thank you so much and um yeah i felt amazing i had felt like so clear you know and since then i felt fine and great and when, when she said bat i kind of thought about and i told marta and she's like that's Covid, isn't it? Because, didn't wasn't, Covid derived from a bat coronavirus. Well, that's one. So, of the so we're told, yeah. Anyway, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was. It doesn't matter, but whatever it was, it was crazy. You know, so you just saw it and removed it, and I. But the coolest part was just the experience of it. It felt like a a really kind, loving, very powerful, next dimensional, something doctor working on me. Hmm and um it was very quick and then it was gone and I diarrhea was gone fever was gone pulsating was gone and my mood was back and I was just like so happy and energized even though I didn't sleep much because I was so energized you know so yeah that was the the experience and then so I just got to thinking like how many people out there in the world you know are just like depressed or suffering and they're just walking around with all these entities attached to them and they don't even know and they don't believe in it or don't know what to do about it and they just live their whole life as like a food for parasitic energetic entities and if only they could you know find healing whether you know it doesn't have to be through this ash star fifth the tenth dimensional whatever the hell it is plants you know there's so many ways and all these things that are uh uh diagnosed as depression anxiety uh suicidal thoughts uh Neuroses, all this stuff it's, it's, it's entities That could be removed With the right skillful person, you know
1: Did, did she say it was a parasitic entity? Was the second one?
0: Um, her exact words were um, It was a um, Her exact words were Did she call it a parasite? Yeah Onto your diamond core god cell between navel and spine.
1: Well, you know, the reason I bring up the parasite thing is like, why is it that anti parasitic medication is taking care of COVID? This is one thing I don't fully understand, maybe not logically, but I understand the parasitic entity of what COVID is. Right. But like, why? Like what is this parasite? So... Same
0: with... Because anti-malarial medication also helps with COVID. Exactly. And malaria is a parasite as well. Exactly. In your liver.
1: It's very strange. But it's... And, and there's this...
0: you can't take antiparasitics for a flu virus.
1: No. You would take other things. <clears throat> antibiotics, I think.
0: No, antibiotics is for bacterial infection. No, I don't... For a flu, I don't think there's much you can take other than... Um, you know, lower your fever and let your body fight it. Right. That's weird.
1: That is weird. And and I was thinking about it like after taking these anti-parasitic medications, cause I was feeling a similar thing and, uh, we just went through a cycle of being ill and all that. And we thought it was COVID as well. Um, Safa was sick for uh, like three weeks, yeah. almost, almost a month like nonstop, had a really bad cough. Um, Once she started taking this medication, it all went away. Hmm. Like super strange. And I've been noticing with this medication is like my mood has shifted tremendously. Not that I was like in a, had a particularly bad mood, but I would notice dips in my mood. Like quite, Mm -hmm. quite dark dips. I'm like, that's not, that's not normal. And I usually relay it. I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum of like what is energetically happening. Like, you know, Brujo or like magic or, you know, yeah. something. <clears throat> Excuse me. I pulled off of somebody or.
0: And Cause you do your own practices to try to clear these things.
1: For sure. And they do work. Yeah. It was interesting because during when I was starting to feel ill again, once I started my mantra practice, like as, as soon as I would do my mantra practice, it would disappear for a while. And then once I stopped my mantra practice and went back to resting, the symptoms would rise again. So, like, there's this—and and I think we talked about it on another podcast, too, or, you know, or other episodes where, you know, these physical parasites have some kind of spiritual component as well or, like, a, an effect on the spirit at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they are, like, entities, parasites. Mm-hmm. And this is just highlighting it more. It's funny that we spoke about it before because I was like, oh— we had this on a podcast, you should go
0: listen to that podcast again. <laughs> it's, um, but in a way it's like, thanks parasite because you, you're a teacher. Like mm. it's showing you to do your practice because it works for me. It, and, you know, it's showing me too. like do your practice, whether drink medicine or ask for help, you know, I mean, everything serves its purpose. But yeah, that's so, I I thought about that too, about like, why is an antiparasitic working for a virus? I don't know enough about pharmacology, you know, pharmacology to understand, you know, maybe there is a molecular reason that it works. um, But it's weird. It's very strange.
1: And I think I've heard in certain interviews about COVID-19 that they have been a bit baffled why ivermectin was working for certain people and and other para- anti-parasitic medications.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weird. Because also um, the other one that people were using with some success that was, you know, poo-pooed, of course, um, was um, uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine, which is an anti-malarial. When I was in stuck in quarantine in Lima in 2020 coming back from Africa when I thought I had malaria, I took the anti-malarials, but in retrospect, like this, the things that were coming up, the symptoms I was having at night was like spot on for what that first strain of COVID was doing for people like these crazy night terrors and sweats and all kinds of stuff. And I'm pretty sure I had COVID and then the anti took care of it for a minute, but then it came back. I had to take it again still came back I was I was messed up for like two months man I had like a mini stroke in the shower it felt like a stroke I don't I mean I never had a stroke but I like blacked out my blood felt like blood stopped flowing in my brain it was crazy and uh, eventually plant medicine and um, you know another controversial one um, MMS which people use for malaria that's what cleared it that's what ended it finally
1: yeah, I, w- I would say I noticed a lot of similar symptoms to malaria. Like it definitely had cycles. I don't know if you had the cycles of COVID. Like you'd feel really good in the middle of the day and then you'd get yeah. really bad at night. I wouldn't
0: say I felt good in the middle of the day, but it got really bad at night.
1: Yeah, I mean there was like a lessening effect. Yeah. I wouldn't say yeah, good. Cuz like when I had um malaria, it was odd. I was told I <clears throat> I was told I had a uh, intestinal infection. And during the day I felt relatively okay. Still had a fever, still was pretty achy. But at night, it was night terrors, night sweats, couldn't sleep, like super high fever.
0: So the malaria does that kind of... Very yeah.
1: similar symptoms. Very similar.
0: And the same med had an effect on it.
1: So what Frankenstein... What in the Frankenstein... <laughs> Like, what are they making in these labs? In Wuhan labs, what are you guys making in there? Hmm. You've talked about this. This.
0: They're, yeah, I'm, Wuhan Labs listens to our podcast.
1: I know. They play. They play it every I'm, so I'm interviewing them right now. You talked about doing creating a uh, pathogens or <clears throat> you know these viruses that can affect people and finding their cure.
0: With all due respect, Felix, we did not create this virus. <laughs> That's my uh, Fauci impersonation.
1: <laughs> we were not doing eugenics. <laughs> oh, wait, we were, but you don't really remember that now. Think about other things.
0: <laughs> Fauci threw the first pitch at a Mariners game baseball. Oh, I saw He got that. booed, <laughs> man. <It was laughs> Is Fauci um, still in the game? I thought baseball? he was
1: out. I thought they kicked him out.
0: <laughs> no, he's still a talking head for all this, <sighs> but he's definitely he's took a step back. Uh, oh, man. And then ugh. Bi- Biden, the latest of Biden is he, He. it was like two days ago, it was like some event to celebrate the signing of some bill. and To he, raise taxes. Yeah. He shook uh, Chuck Schumer, Senator Chuck Schumer's hand, shook his hand. Chuck Schumer shook two other people's hand. And then Joe Biden forgot that he shook Chuck Schumer's hand and like tried to shake it again like as if it was the first time it's so obvious like the guy has uh, Alzheimer's like it's they but can't, they can't hide it because no it. and how is this person in power well it just shows you that he's not that, well it also shows you that the <clears throat> president's not that job is not all that powerful <laughs> clearly because no you don't obviously need, you can be a shell of a person and just smile and look old what if
1: they're trying like test trying <clears throat> cyborg technology just a funny idea i'm not uh, saying Biden? it's a real yeah
0: well it doesn't work very good does it <laughs> no <laughs>
1: that's
0: what i'm saying it's a test run well <laughs> uh, they probably give him like you know some kind of uppers you know adderall and shit <laughs> i don't know but it doesn't work i mean Myth. it's just you can't hide it the way he no. walks he walks like someone with dementia he's mm-hmm. just i i really i feel for a man i i don't know i just it's just it's just just getting bossed around and he just looks like a sad old man, you know. I he just, just wants to relax, put uh, set aside all of his ideas, and then, you know, blah blah blah. But I, I just feel for, just feel sorry for him. Yeah, it's a sad thing, and it, it's a, he's actually in a way a representation of our country right now. Like, <laughs> that's it's just a sad story. Sad. Right. <laughs> but there's hope.
1: There's always hope. Well, we're going. The United States is going through its Pluto return
0: going through it's like adolescence
1: well Pluto return is like the cycle of death yeah. Pluto only goes around the zodiac like once every 200 and some hot years
0: oh so years. ever since so independent when the start of the country this is the first time it's coming back yeah oh yeah so it's fine yeah it's just death how long does this last this
1: transit Pluto returns I mean it moves super slow
0: because Pluto's so far yeah Well, we all got to go through it, I guess, eh?
1: Yeah. Every country's gone through it. The older countries show us what it's like, and then we hopefully pick our socks up and do the same thing.
0: I mean, look at Greece, for example. Like, Greece. Yeah. They were the top of the world, and they've been through it probably 10 times by now. And, you know, Greece is no longer the empire was, but it's still a nice country, man. Good food. It's a
1: great vacation (laughs) spot. Maybe the USA
0: will turn into, like, Greece. (laughs) Like, super chill, yeah, some corruption, but, like, really good food, good coffee, uh, just nice people, you know.
1: Nice beaches.
0: Yeah, and, like, there'll be no more pressure of having to be the best in the world, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the the Roman Empire, the Greek
0: Empire. Yeah, a Roman Empire, too. I mean, Italy. Yeah. Italy still, you know, wins World Cups at soccer sometimes.
1: For sure, for sure. They're still, they have great pizza. People tour there all the time.
0: Yeah. They have good pizza. It's a beautiful place. Some cool ruins. Yeah. Maybe in two thousand years, people will go to like D.C. to see the the ruins. The ruins. This, this <laughs> was the White House.
1: It's like Machu Picchu tours. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's the Smithsonian. Yeah, it'll be like tree plants growing all over it. And, yeah. Know, a lot of the U.S. like the buildings they built in antiquity, pyramids, all that stuff. That shit survives. The the skyscrapers in New York. I forgot where I saw this, but it would take like about, I think a couple hundred years, and then pretty much there's nothing left Huh. because of the oxidation. It's all steel, you know?
1: right? 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 I figured steel would uh, that makes sense. It oxidizes. Yeah, digress, exactly. You know? Especially being so close to the ocean there. Yeah. Huh. Well, talking about music in the beginning, it made me think of this thing. This guy I follow, Grant Morrison, talks about a lot is the Sekhmet cycle. Sekhmet is an Egyptian god. It's the lion god. And it's an eleven-year cycle that keeps happening throughout humanity. And he said the way you can see it happening in the world is through popular culture. <clears throat> and so, some of the popular culture that he was referencing was music, the music industry. How, like, seventies was like trippy music, psychedelics, and like beautiful, free, life, free man, yeah, free. really peaceful. Uh, and uh, then you go into the eighties, yeah. and then it's. But back. you have out to have
0: really. a song for each of these eras, so. The, the, 70s. 70s. the one I'll do is um um uh a Steve Miller band? Um
1: uh hotel cover, <laughs> no. No, 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 <laughs> uh,
0: free what is it? Uh Steve Miller band. They were the epitome of those seventies, like free bands, man. They had that space. Some people call me the space cowboy.
1: Some people call me the. Game but they had some whatever. other ones. Anyway,
0: okay, so that's a seven. Unless you have a better seventies one.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Oh yeah, that's a great album. Free Bird, Free Bird, yeah, Free Bird, the longest song in guitar yeah, here. That's a seventies one.
0: Okay, eighties. <laughs> what? So what was eighties all about?
1: So eighties. So the seventies cycle is like the. The it's the peaceful cycle, and it's usually when the psychedelics are the drugs, like they're like trippy. It's expansive. Weed. Yeah, yeah, it's like really like mellow. Eighties becomes it's all about amphetamines and like uppers Uppers. and aggression and like violent music. Beastie Boys. Yeah, and then early nineties was again it was kind of like a more mellow heroin. Yeah, heroin was the drug in the of choice in pop culture. Then you get into ninety nine, and it flipped again. So we had like movies like the matrix fight club psychedelics. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then I've kind of lost it from there. And then like, what is the next cycle? And like, are we in this cycle? Like uh, after all this COVID stuff, I'm like, well, where's the music, the musical inspiration or the creative expression
0: of what we all just faced? It's in comedy. It's coming up for sure. in music, I don't know, but just on a side note, you can also kind of see what kind of era we're in based on the drug of choice of the culture. But I'm only speaking about like American or Western culture, right? So What's drug, the drug of choice, 70s, 60s, late 60s, 70s, psychedelics into marijuana, 80s, cocaine. Cocaine, yeah. 90s, I think it cocaine. was. Cocaine. <laughs> well, that. yeah, I mean, cocaine's all. And good. heroin, heroin. Yeah, yeah heroin yeah. was in the music. And then psychedelics again. Yeah. Uh, 2000s, I think cocaine made a big comeback. For sure. Uh, 2010s, it's perp, man. It's uh, cough syrup. Perp. perp, Purple drink. (laughs) Syrup. Yeah, no, um, but that's an interesting thing. But the other, um, oh, what else were we, were you talking about? For drugs? No, before I went on the tangent about the drugs.
1: Oh, where are we we at now? Like what's coming out of the creative cycle?
0: Yeah. I think, I, I don't follow current music because it sucks, it seems. But comedy, people are starting to really open up and just let it out about the past two years. And it's a, it's now acceptable to the mainstream, you know? So um, who did I listen to recently? Um, Jim Brewer has an amazing special on YouTube. Don't know him. Um, Jim Brewer was, like, famous from Saturday Night Live. He was also in Half Baked. Remember that movie, Half Baked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Brewer was, like... Uh, he was one of the friends of Dave Chappelle's character,
1: um, with the short, spiky hair. Not the one
0: that got locked up. No, the other one. Fuck, like, hey, you, man, fuck you, yeah, fuck I'm you, fuck you! Mad I'm out of here. Yeah, you're uh, cool. I'm out. On Saturday Night Live, he would do, he was Goat Man. It was, it was like my of <laughs> the funniest sketch. He was like, he would talk. He'd be like, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> anyways, but um, Jim Brewer is he's a comedian, and he did an amazing special just calling all this shit out. Um, and that's the one you sent me yeah I sent you that yeah. so it's for free on YouTube um, who else Dave Chappelle Dave Chappelle Louis C.K.'s new special is amazing I don't know he doesn't he talks a bit about COVID stuff but it's also just like him just like the special's called S- Sorry <laughs> and it's basically just a big fake apology about it. you know he got cancelled right but he just like owns it he doesn't care whatever and people love it so it's funny how these people that are canceled and then you watch their comedy specials and it's packed thousands of people cheering like crazy. So who the hell's canceling them, you know? That's Clearly it's not most of society.
1: That's the question. Who's who's changing all our language too? Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I I do have to say I just remember Tool's album came out in 2020. Oh. was Fear Inoculum.
0: Ooh, what
1: yeah. A name? Yeah. And that first song is epic. Did it come out
0: before or after? I, right in the middle of it, so they were writing music.
1: Maybe it. maybe Google it because I'm I'm really curious. Actually, when I think it came out right in the middle of the pandemic.
0: Hey Jamie,
1: uh, yeah Jamie. When did that
0: Tool album come? Hey out? Hey man, Tool, inoculum.
1: Fear inoculum.
0: Fear inoc.
1: That first song is incredible. Like if you listen inoculum? to
0: inoculum, I think so. Fear Inoculum, studio album by Tool. Released August 30th, 2019.
1: Okay, right before the pandemic hit. What a name,
0: right before the pandemic. If
1: you listen to the first song, uh, maybe not on here because. No, I won't. But yeah, it's like. Or maybe look at the lyrics. Look at the lyrics of the first song because that would be. Of
0: Fear Inoculum?
1: Yeah. I think the first song is Fear Inoculum. Uh, I should know this off the top of my head. Come
0: I, on, I'll, I'll recite the lyrics. Come on, Felix. Immunity. <laughs> oh my god. This is 2019, verse 1. Immunity, long overdue. Contagion I exhale you. Naive, I opened up to you. Venom and mania. Now contagion I exhale you. The deceiver says, he says you belong to me. You don't want to breathe the light of the others. Fear the light, fear the breath. (laughs) Fear the others for eternity. Fear the light, fear the breath? Oh my god. I'm telling you. But I hear them now. Inhale the clarity. Hear the venom, the venom. The venom in what you say inoculated. Bless this immunity, bless this immunity.
1: So this came out right before everything went crazy.
0: What the fuck? Right? Immunity long overdue. Contagion, I exhale you. Naive, I opened up to you, venom and mania. Now, contagion, I exhale you. The deceiver says, he says, you belong to me. You don't want to breathe the light of the others. Fear the light. Fear the breath. Fear the others for eternity. But I hear them now. Inhale the clarity. Hear the venom. The venom in what you say inoculated. Bless this immunity. Wow, my God. Right?
1: 2019.
0: Like that's even more meaningful than if it came out during the pandemic like that they released
1: it right before that so they hadn't released an album I think the last one was in 2006
0: I want to say my own mitosis is growing through division from mania that's so crazy
1: <laughs> they are tuned in
0: that's I can't wait to listen to this
1: James main or uh, Maynard James Keenan
0: man I mean this shit happens that you I think we talked about this before but like a month before 9 11, this rap group from Boston releases an album, and the cover is the Twin Towers. Burning.
1: Getting hit. Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't know. I don't think there's a plane, but they're burning.
1: They're burning, yeah.
0: It's a month before.
1: That's why you always listen to the music, man. Music's important.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen to the music. <laughs> whoa. You remember that song? That's one of the oldies. That's crazy. I would love. Are there interviews that people ask him like,
1: "What's up with?" They this? don't do well in interviews, and they don't answer a lot of questions.
0: James Maynard Keenan. He's been on Joe Rogan. He's a friend of Joe Rogan. He is,
1: but, but if you listen, about wine they don't talk about anything else. Yeah, that's all he talks about. Like I, I've tried like to cool find. Dude. He seems like a super cool dude. I think I he's love a black dudes belt.
0: That have other interests that mm-hmm. are. He's so brilliant at this, and yet he's a he's a black belt, and he's a winemaker. He's like uh, in Arizona. And he's really good at it. Yeah.
1: No, he's he's definitely That's one of those crazy, geniuses. Crazy, dude.
0: What is this world? Right. So maybe my theory is like, you know, a real artist. Like, I don't think if you're a real artist, you're not creating anything. You're opening yourself up to a your message. transmission. Yeah. Maybe they wrote that down. They had no idea. Yeah. You know, he's just like, well, this is what came out. I don't know what it means, but it was a transmission.
1: Do you know how they record too? They like like do a Roadcaster Pro. <laughs> That's what we have, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're up there with the tool. No, uh what they'll do is they'll make the music first, and then Maynard goes and listens to it, and then creates the lyrics for it. Oh, cool! Yeah, they all do like oh, they have this unique process. Yeah.
0: So based on like whatever it evokes in him,
1: amazing. Because they're like man, they're masters of their craft, and he's like, what I do is I allow them to be masters of their craft. And then I do what I do in my craft, which is that, you know, creating these words or these lyrics, like Sober, that song Sober.
0: I don't know Tool very well. It's probably the next band that I'm going to be like obsessed with 30 years too late. I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm so, I love them. I know. Well, uh, some people that I deeply love and respect love Tool. So I just could never, when I tried, I just couldn't get into the sound. Right. I, I was... Especially younger, I was more obsessed with how it sounded than the lyrics. Right, right, right. But now, we all changed. So I bet you, I can get into both the sound and the lyrics. Did you like Massive Attack or Portishead? Um, yeah, I liked um, like one song by each of them. Because I think that was the sound at that time. I liked that one, <laughs> <laughs> you know that song? No. Uh, <laughs> It's like their biggest hit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The way you, yeah, I know I'm what you're talking a terrible about terrible singer. Ding, ding, mm-hmm. ding, ding, ding. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean that's. So what is it in music that's this transmission? And again, going to that segment cycle, like there is some importance in following these cycles in humanity and seeing how they evolve, and what they're pushing forward. And that's why I'm like, I'm curious about this generation's taste in music or what is popular nowadays. Because re- one, I really don't know, and don't I, nor there, have I
0: tried. I think popular is a thing of the past. I think it's so fragmented because of how people can access music. Right. There's so many niches. Right. It's, it used to be like everyone was into, you had like your rockers, you had your rap group, you had your people into reggae. But whatever you could play on the radio or whatever, you know, you could buy at the music shop.
1: The C D story. Yeah,
0: but everyone knew all the same music, and I think now it's become—you could take a twenty-year-old who's obsessed with like '60s music and only listens to that, Mm. and you have another one who's into mumble rap. Mm. Uh, But I—I mean, the pop music—if you—if you you go on Spotify, look up like sometimes I do this, and I want to shoot myself after I listen. It's like listen to the top twenty hits of the world right now. Okay. It's all the same shit. It's just like kind of a reggaeton beat with, um, you know, the, whatever that, that machine that alternates your voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The what's his name made famous? Yeah. Future. Um, but. Auto-tune. Auto-tune. Yeah. yeah. But it's just the same. And you can go to Poland's top 20 hits mm. and it's the same shit, but it's just in Polish. But the same beat, the same auto-tune, and Marta says the lyrics are just as stupid. Mm-hmm. That's what's, that's pop right now. You know how many people listen to pop? I don't
1: know. But these songs that are super popular, like what is making them so popular, and is it actually like people enjoy them? Like there's uh, that song "Despacito" was one yeah. of the biggest that hits of all time. time. Global. Yeah, it was a massive hit.
0: Despacito.
1: But <laughs> I've never listened to the full song. But I listened to the first ten seconds, and I was like, "This is awful."
0: It was kind of catchy it's, for a minute.
1: It's not. I mean, it's catchy, but it's not. It's not music. And this is one thing I love about Tool. If you listen to their album, 10,000 Days, if you listen to Wings Wings for Marie, which is the song that uh, Maynard wrote for his mother when she passed away, one of the most beautiful songs ever to me. I mean, countering like Rachmaninoff or whatever, but like it has this richness to it that draws you in. That's music. Music should overtake you in some form or another. And these popular songs maybe if you're on a lower vibration maybe they just take over you really quick it's super easy but these less popular songs like Tool's album Fear Inoculum like who would really listen to Fear Inoculum after I mean Tool's been around for 30 years yeah exactly so who would who would listen to that but the lyrics look at the lyrics on that first song
0: wow you're right I mean why is pop music popular
1: Does it release more dopamine? Dopamine.
0: I mean, it's definitely you know a mathematical formula. I mean, it's a formula Mm -hmm. in terms of how they create. That's why they all sound the same. Mm -hmm. So, the the quote unquote artists are really just performers performing pre written material, uh, pre composed. Pre, they're not composers. Most of them. They're just they're images. You know, they're Instagram with somewhat of a voice sometimes but they're making billion. there's just a face that's and all their it producers is producers yeah. just know the formula of like what hits right now yeah this is and um and they know what's what type of bass like will get people really going you know and like but but there's no soul in it it's just it's like it's very dry so to, to the soul
1: our society lacking some semblance of depth can't grasp these like like Nirvana or Zeppelin or Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon or
0: I think that um as my teacher would say most of the world is the walking dead I mean mm-hmm. it's like not that they can't uh wake up from that but if you're so disconnected from your soul then you're not going to want to you're not going to get music that's meant for the soul so you're going to listen to soulless music Because that's what you resonate with. Hmm. It's like if you play music to ears that aren't connected to a soul, or the soul's just so, you're just dead, almost. So disconnected from it, then the music they're going to listen to music that pleases just the ego brain. You know the the dopamine receptors. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's like. Yeah.
1: Look at look at Instagram. Look at like. What is the most popular thing nowadays? It's these TikTok videos that are four seconds long.
0: I haven't... <coughs> I haven't, I, haven't, I won't touch... You have TikTok?
1: No, 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 no. But I know that they're like... That's I think they're four seconds I don't seconds
0: even long. know what it is, really. It's just like... Short
1: clips of movies. They like had Before Vine that, they had movies. Vine. They had... Um, I don't know the other ones. I don't know. I remember Vine. I
0: remember Vine. I was... I used Vine for like two weeks. Made some funny things.
1: But I think it was like 30 seconds on Vine. Yeah. But it's getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Well,
0: you know, it took, I mean, Joe Rogan brought this to light, like... On a recent episode, he read the terms of service. Oh,
1: I saw that, yeah.
0: And all it is is like basically a massive data collection espionage operation by China, and it's blatantly obvious. Basically, any device you download TikTok to, TikTok can take any data from that device, anything, including if you download TikTok to your phone and then you log in from a computer, even a random computer at your friend's house, TikTok can take any data from that computer, steal any intellectual property, they can take anything. They have full access to everything by simply you agreeing to those terms and conditions. So yeah, uh, fuck that.
1: So click deny if you download TikTok.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird, Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm not even gonna try to get into it. Uh, Social media. I mean, I'm not really involved at all. But it lost me at uh, Snapchat. That's that's Hmm. the one. It was from Snapchat on that I just like stopped trying to get Hmm. into it. Snapchat was like the generation after. Maybe it's more your generation or younger. Snapchat was the thing for a minute. It was like everyone was into Snapchat. My Just talk. Nephew.
1: It's like talking with videos. Is that what it is?
0: I don't even know, man. Huh? Uh, but it, Snapchat was like huge for my nephew, who is now twenty three, twenty four. But like that,
1: it's still big. I mean, people it's still talking around it. the turn of the millennium, you know? right? Yeah. yeah, my my younger brother asked me to download something called Marco Polo, and I think I heard a little bit about it. It's like a uh like a like a walkie talkie with videos. Like you send a video, they send a video in response. And that's all it is. I'm like, I I I don't
0: I don't know. I'm not here
1: to take videos of myself all the time.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the same as just recording a video on WhatsApp and sending it?
1: That's what I said. <laughs> I'd rather just record a voice message. I feel like enough can be said with my, my voice.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's all moving towards um, this whole metaverse thing where some people have it in mind that it'll be good for the world to just pretty much move into a full on virtual reality realm. And a lot of people are going to buy into it and are going to love it. And they'll pretty much their whole existence will be, it'll be like that movie uh, Ready Player One. The Matrix. The Matrix. Ready Player One, at least they knew they were in it. Mm-hmm. They put the headset on. on. The book was
1: great. The book was great. Uh, Had a lot of great 80s references.
0: Yeah, but they're talking about like people will have jobs in the metaverse. You'll work for McDonald's in the metaverse. I mean, your whole life will be in the metaverse.
1: But they've already pushed towards that. I think with COVID, like a lot of people are realizing, oh, I could have done this job Mm -hmm. from home. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't actually need to go anywhere anyways. Mm -hmm. And they thought of that as a positive thing. But again, like <clears throat> anyone who slowly makes your box smaller and smaller and smaller, should be avoided at all costs. So
0: Whether people, it's mentally, or emotionally, so welcome it exactly. to leave their house.
1: Nobody wants to leave their prison. I mean, their I house.
0: I get the hell out of there, man! <laughs> every chance I get. <laughs> Except when it's. I like to be in my garden, but yeah, the idea of like plugging in, and all being, I mean, shit, man, I don't get it.
1: But think about it, like you know just how much our world has shrank and i just mean like now a lot of people live within the 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 parameters of their screen
0: six inch screen
1: and that's all they have and then now you know there's like a 10 inch screen the super phones that are super big but still like that's people's lives there was a dr phil episode of this kid who refused to talk to his family because they didn't have instagram
0: followers stupid it's retarded i mean <laughs> yeah i, I mean and there's a lot of studies now of like teenagers growing up now they have no social skills a lot of them they're just hmm. they know how to send text they, they're a lot more comfortable chatting by you know text or whatever they use uh, but those skills of just like relating to people in person they get anxious they have like super high anxiety um that's the generation coming up but i don't think it'll work because they're Every generation kind of rebels against the previous one. So like I'm hoping that like my daughter's generation will be like unplug, unplug. Ah.
1: The segment cycle. Yeah. Exactly. Every 11 years. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean I, I see the effects of it. I mean if you have a generation that is completely antisocial, of course they're going to be like, yeah, I'll work in a little virtual reality system. You'll never see my face. I'll never have to my really interact a with them. cool
0: Exactly. Because once it gets so good that it's nearly indistinguishable from this reality in terms of the tactile, visual, audio experience, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe over 30, 50 years, I don't know, from that, but it can it probably can get to that point.
1: Right? God, they're so close to that technology.
0: And then you ask, like, well, what if that's what we're in now?
1: <laughs> but that's the <coughs> thats the theory for virtual re- like a a reality, like simulated reality, yeah. yeah. Like, if you look how much video games have advanced in the last 30 years like the jumps have been incredible and now what video games are they're in 4K whatever that means so they're super high definition video games
0: but maybe we're actually playing video games within the game
1: we already are man now it's time to free your mind yeah take the red pill
0: yeah wow but lately I've noticed because for a while I was kind of like feeling hopeless like it seems like the powers that be running the world they're gonna have their way and i just have to you know keep doing my practice and but it seems like there's actually a ton of resistance to it and that more and more i see them as like actually they're not they don't have all that power i thought they did they're they're human they're just being so exposed you know and uh it's not doesn't seem to be catching on too well for a lot of people mm. so there's yeah, the world is still... Our future is not determined at all. It's still in our hands.
1: This human spirit, the creativity of nature is boundless. And if any limited mind of a human being thinks they can control that, that's just complete ignorance. Yeah. Like... <clears throat> they've been time, trying
0: for, forever. Forever. And they
1: keep trying and failing. Exactly. They've been trying for thousands of years. They
0: end up, like, beheaded every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible We're going to bring back the guillotine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But <clears throat> I think of, like, you know, brujo attacks or what I've experienced in the jungle or here or whatever. And the first thing brujos do are they, they convince you that you're weak. They try to convince you that you're weak or that you there's no way of winning or you're going to die. And then they convince you that they're much bigger than all other things that have, you've ever faced before. And this is, like, the telltale signs of what is happening. They act like, I mean... They have a lot of power. They are big, but they're not bigger than a world. They're not bigger than 7.5 billion human beings, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, lately my perception is that when we talk about they, that it's not actually what I would sometimes tend to think that it's an organized cabal that have an organized, clear plan. I actually, I don't think it's that organized. There is a they. And they probably have dinner, you know, they're like the upper, upper. They're the people with money running corporations and governments. But, um, and they probably genuinely think they know what's best for humans. They think the humans are stupid, most of them, and they're wrong. But, but I I don't think it's actually a very organized thing. I think it's, there's some organization, but, uh, yeah, I think it's very, uh, it's actually a very fragile attempt. And it's not, it's been, ultimately, I don't think it'll work. You know? I mean, even
1: now, all of the information they're putting out has holes in it. And it's the holes so are getting blatant. bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like, now you guys are just blatantly lying.
0: Well, you're just so bad at it now. Yeah. It's so obvious. And some people are still falling for it, but fewer and fewer. You know, when Fauci gets booed at a baseball game, that's a pretty mainstream stage to get booed on. It's a huge
1: crowd too. Yeah,
0: or you know, CNN going out of business because nobody's watching. That's a big crowd of people that aren't watching. (laughs) So uh, the shit's just like kind of this is not. They're they're like trying. They're you know they're using desperate attempts and maneuvers. Um, But yeah, they're just so blatantly. You know, watch the president of Canada talk. It's like he's so blatantly full of shit. He's such a grifter, and it's so obvious. And he just. So terrible! Babylon is falling. Yeah, man, it's an interesting time. Interesting time to be alive. And this shit's been going on for many, many years. It's just now we're in a time where it's exposed, think because of podcasts, because of media, because of you know, it's all very out in the open now.
1: The remedy is within the poison, and I think because of everyone's got a phone that has a camera and a microphone in it. Everyone has their own means of capturing situations. There's always an angle that a lot of people don't see that ends up shedding truth on or light on the actual situation. Yeah. And this is what's happening over and over and over again where people are like, wait a minute, like, I don't want to be a pawn in this destruction of, you know, like these, these, um, like a flower processing plant being blown up in, in Oregon. I don't know if you heard about that. I mean, all I these it. food processing plants that are catching fire. Right? I'm like, Why? Come on, let's, let's all, and then there's a food shortage. Mm. But all no, these things keep happening. Or the food
0: shortage they're talking about that's coming. Well, if it's coming, like, make it not come. Just, I'm sure we can stop it. No, it's coming. No, we're well, making it well, happen. Well, yeah, like, well, how do you know? Why? Why don't we do something about it? It's coming. There's a food shortage coming. Or, yeah, it's it's so weird.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, they, they'll always tell you one rule in <clears throat> apparently in this world that I heard through some new age book was that the the evil always has to tell you what it's going to do before it does it, huh. and if you look before anything major has happened in certain areas, they've announced it in some form or another
0: right
1: the the nine eleven is a great example they were doing a um, training exercise. training exercise, and they announced that they were doing a training exercise for terrorists to take over. commercial airlines and to fly them into buildings. And then, that same day, it happened. They have to tell you what's going to happen before it happens. It's a part of their rule in this weird game that we're playing. They talked about eugenics before eugenics became a national issue or a global issue. They told us they would do it. They just did it a little bit more shady
0: yeah I like that rule though I'm glad that rule's in place it just, just means little, we have to listen we have, we have to a find a heads it. up yeah well shit man then we have a lot of shit coming but it, again but also I think less and less they will be less and less effective at carrying it out exactly because more people are hip to it
1: exactly so always listen to what they say because that means they're doing that thing if we have to prepare for something they're doing that thing prepare for da 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 we're doing it Prepare for fruit shortages. We're going to do that to you.
0: What do you think of this mon- monkeypox thing? You think it's going to nah? That's stupid. They'll make it into a thing.
1: They can't. We're we, people have caught on uh, to just see it. Like people are fucking caught on. People are tired of it. They want so to go back to their houses. Ah, of course they are. They're going to now pushing a
0: global it. health emergency.
1: They pushed N one uh, or H one N one for a long time, and then people were like nah, and it didn't catch on, so they let it drift away. Zika. All yeah, these okay. different viruses sars too.
0: Zika. I remember that one.
1: Yeah. Swine Zika. flu. Yeah. Bird flu.
0: I mean, it seems like with animals, at least if you have a dense population of animals, in a certain area, viruses do come to, uh, basically is nature, just recalibrating rebalancing things. So I I'm, imagine that there are viruses that are a threat to human beings because we're densely populated in certain areas and, so I, I think it is a thing, but just like which ones are really a thing by their nature, or which ones are more of a thing by media pushing it.
1: If if they were like a real thing, you'd see people dead in the street and you'd like dropping dead in the street left, right, and center.
0: Yeah, hopefully we don't see any of
1: that. No. I mean, how many cases, reported cases of monkeypox? Are there like 115?
0: Uh, no, I think it's like... In the thousands in the states, but nobody's died. Uh, And yeah, it's like flu-like symptoms and some lesions. Hmm. Then it goes away. But uh, they're, I guess, in the gay gay people are getting vaccinated a lot for it. It's a smallpox vaccine, apparently, Hmm. which is interesting too.
1: That is interesting. The one that killed a bunch of Africans back in the day. Did you hear about that one? Bill Gates. The Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation went and brought a bunch of smallpox vaccines to Africa and ended up killing a bunch of kids.
0: Oh, no, I didn't. I mean, I when I lived in Cameroon, uh, the people there were skeptical of vaccines because mm-hmm. of uh, polio vaccines that that went awry and like made a lot of people basically paralyzed. Some from the waist down. Some, you know, fully. You know, uh, <clears throat> yeah,
1: science. It's science, man.
0: Just trust the science.
1: Don't question science. Science knows.
0: It's funny how you're not supposed to question science, but the very foundation of science is about questioning everything. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's the beauty of science.
1: And testing it and taking the time to test it. Like I I heard somewhere a vaccine takes somewhere from 10 to 20 years to actually like officiate.
0: Well, usually that's how long it takes to develop them.
1: How does it happen in like a year?
0: well because they didn't go through all the trials they're supposed to they and skipped all the trials this latest one uh, has like a mortality rate that's a thousand times higher than the average
1: yeah I don't know if you've turned on social media and noticed a lot of people dying I have
0: yeah a lot of friends that I mean, were
1: losing friends
0: I don't know if it's um, uh, what's it called uh bias, something bias uh, confirmation bias mm. so I'm thinking to myself you know are these things killing a bunch of people? And I see a bunch of people dying. So the confirmation bias is it must be that me. Was I not paying attention to it that a lot of people were dying before all this mm. also, mm. but it's, I pay attention more of like, yeah. In the news, you hear about celebrities or athletes that died and all kinds of them dying in their thirties, forties of, un, you know, they don't report why that's weird.
1: It's a bit strange. Yeah. But I, ha- I have noticed more people die and I'm not relating it to one thing or another, whether it's whatever's going on in, in this time. Yeah. Like more we- people
0: dying young. A lot. I've I have a guy <clears throat> I know, uh, who I facilitated at a retreat some years back, uh, his friend reapplied for the retreat and I talked to him and he's like, Yeah, Nate died, uh he had a heart attack, thirty five years old. Hmm. I didn't ask the question <laughs> that <laughs> a lot of people would ask, but I just thought what? Mm-hmm. I never used to hear about that. Mm-hmm. And now it's happening, you know, I'm, I have a in-law uh, who also died at around 40 of a heart attack. Wow. And he was healthy. So, huh. weird.
1: Yeah. I mean, Safa's lost quite a few family members, too. It's, it's just, you know, whether it's just the times of <clears throat> that we're going through or... <clears throat> It's just challenging times it's
0: yeah could be that too it could be just a lot of souls are just like I'm I'm out I mean the I'm
1: stress out. has been like if you relate stress to disease like this has been a very stressful time or
0: if you buy into all the propaganda about yeah. the disease then that's what creates stress and, for sure and, and fear and doubt and the isolation in the lockdowns I mean that you know suicide rates are high sky high
1: we need people we need communities we need love and hugs and air you need oxygen. Breathe. Yeah.
0: Breathe. Deep
1: breaths. Breathe in the cure.
0: Everything's okay.
1: Listen to the wind.
0: In the wind. I wonder if you can hear the wind chimes in the background. I think so. Oh, I can oh, hear okay. them through the headphones. Oh, yeah? Cool. I love your wind chimes. <laughs> I need some more wind chimes in my life. I love wind chimes. It's the music of the wind. Well, Felix. Well. It's been a pleasure. It's been a good one. <laughs> yeah, as always. Uh, any last words before we sign off today breathe in the cure <laughs> we love you guys thanks everybody we love you and we'll see you next time on beyond words if you want to support us uh, feel free to uh, through our locals page or uh, you can check the show notes for our bitcoin and ethereum address for donations we love crypto you should too. It's the future. It's decentralized money. Whoa. We're telling you now. Get in while you can. Bitcoin's at a low right now. Do it. Not financial advice. We love you. Peace. Peace.